Hey, Heel Squad, it's Kelsey. Happy Potluck Saturday and happy holidays. That's right. If you follow RGF, you know by this time... The holiday season has officially begun. On that note, we also know how much you all love the holidays and nostalgia as much as we do. Therefore, we know you'll love our latest podcast, Christmas Specials We Love, hosted by Kev, yours truly, and a panel of holiday nostalgia-obsessed co-hosts. The Christmas Specials We Love podcast will drop new episodes from now until Christmas and cover in-depth all the favorite holiday specials we grew up with. We'll be breaking down scenes, sharing production history, and so much more And what will be a very fun way to get in the spirit if you're a fan of rgf i especially know you'll love this happy potluck saturday and happy holidays and now the christmas specials we love podcast enjoy well hello there oh i've got lots of letters for santa today and every year they're the same <clears throat> some ask for toys but a lot of ask questions a yo-yo you wish to give me a present? I'd like to be a, a dentist. Christmas specials we love. If you hear that iconic theme song, you might have an indication of which special we're covering. And no, it's not Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Super excited to talk about this episode. My, in rewatching this, oh, have times changed. Very anxious to uh, hear from our very, uh, also, uh, I was going to say, our, our my Christmas-loving panel, all of different ages and backgrounds, uh, Rick, Kelsey, and, and Elaine. Okay, guys. Hey, Kev. Hey, Kev. Now, hey, Queen. What was it? Okay, so we have some. Hey, Queen is right. So we have obviously we've got Gen X, we've got Gen Z, we've got millennials. So we're we're covered on this. Um, I'd like to go around the the horn and just get just general thoughts. I'm gonna Kelsey. I'd like to start with you, who's representing Ooh. the millennials. Okay. Your thoughts on the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? You know, it kind of made me a little sad. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you. Taking us somewhere we didn't expect. We will, we, will, we will explore that in further detail. Yeah, we'll uh, okay. you know, today's episode, you know, we will, what we do is we'll be going scene by scene. And uh, after that, we'll get into some production notes and history of this and uh, other specials we'll be covering. Uh, let's take it over to, uh, let's take it to Anne over in Gen X world. Your thoughts. Okay, Kels, interesting, because this made me the antithesis of sad. I mean, <laughs> the nostalgia I feel for this show and all things Peanuts and Charlie Brown, I was li literally ear to ear smiling watching this. Um, I definitely watched it with a little bit different of a, uh, viewpoint than when I was a kid, so I have some thoughts on that. But I, I loved every I love every minute of this, from the okay. football scene to to you know the the pumpkin patch. All right, good to hear, Rick. Going over to you, you know, you and I are, you know, we've been lumped into Gen X, but we're from a lost generation because we're not boomers and we're not really Gen X. Right. Needless yeah. to say, your thoughts. Um. Well, it was fun to, to view it after many years of not seeing it. So I think that distance from it was interesting because I had forgotten so much about it. Um, but I think it, what struck me the most, Kev, is that it's really a great barometer of where our culture has gone and what you could do back in those days in 1966 and the 70s and what we grew up with compared to what is, you know, on the on the table now so uh but it was interesting one of the biggest things that that struck me too was that it was different in that all the characters have children's voices as the talent and if you think about most of the animated specials it's you know adults playing kids voices mm. so I, I i forgot that didn't even dawn on me until reviewing so that was the big thing wow, that i, took I forgot that so these were ch these were ch child actors playing that i'm sure Anne has that in the production notes which we'll get into later but okay, and yeah, so, yeah, and very and 
and with a very adult, you know, dialogue. You know, the references and everything is very adult in nature, as opposed to adults dumbing it down to kid-level conversation. Ah. All right. And so, Rick, did you me. enjoy it? Did you, did you enjoy it? I was offended, Kevin. I was offended. <laughs> oh, my. End this podcast. Okay. <laughs> yes, I enjoyed it, but I understand where Kelsey's coming from, too. There were parts of it that did make me sad. So I will chime in on that as we get into the, uh, the rolling action. Kels, I don't know if this is going to make you happy to hear this or not, but uh, I join you in sad. But I was this always made me sad. This always made me sad. The whole the Charlie Brown character, yes, the nostalgia, the retro, and I'm in on all that. But past that, I always, yes, I just I I uh, just see him constantly lose it just i don't know what it triggered in me as a kid but i I just was always like can this you know poor guy just please can we just can can he win once one time even if you hang listen if you hang on long enough and maybe we'll we'll do this in in an off holiday season but race for your life charlie brown a feature film that they made in the late 70s he at least the Charlie Brown team gets a quasi a slight victory yeah. uh, over the guys from the, the evil camp that they go against. But yeah, it's tough to find your wins with 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 good old Charlie Brown, and that to me may always made it hard to watch. I, I agree with that too, absolutely. But also, you have to take the wins for Charlie Brown where they come. For example, and we'll get into this with scene by scene, but when he gets the invitation to the to the party, mm. of course, Luke knocks him down, but he has that moment of joy where he's dancing around, you know, saying, hey, I got an invitation to the party. So he has those moments of joy. And, and then we Luke get into... But then they deflated later. the balloon. Yeah. popped the balloon right immediately after. I, I think but, you're going to okay, take the until you get him. We're get, you're right, we're get, but yeah. we're getting ahead. We're getting yeah. ahead. Um, all right, so it opens up with, of course, the iconic theme, which is uh, actually titled Linus and Lucy. I don't know if you guys knew that. And, and I'm sure you have it in your production notes, Anne. But this iconic song, this is, the, this is actually the first time it plays. This is, the, this is the third special to come out for Charlie Brown. It's the second holiday special following um, uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. Aired in 1966. But it's the first time the I think the Linus and Lucy theme song plays, which now becomes it's not really a Halloween theme. It's the theme for the entire series, it's that, dun, 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 which I was we played on our intro here. Um, it opens up with uh, Linus and Lucy and the pumpkin carving, which to me, I seen a kid with a giant knife. And pulling stuff out, like guts out of the pumpkin, and you kill, you you know, and, and is it Linus who says, you killed it? Oh, no, or, you know, yeah. In the, yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't know. I, I don't know how that flies with young kids today. Yeah, that brought back some memories for me, Kev. I, I don't know if you did in your house, but we always would lay out newspaper. And kids today would not know what that experience is even is oh. to catch all the seeds and stuff. So okay. that brought me back. Yep. But would you? But did anyone else react to the giant knife, or was I? Yeah. Am I, have I? Oh, okay. Because no. maybe I've lost. No. <laughs> no, definitely. I cracked up. So it's like, oh my gosh, we used to just grab the knife now, but I have grandkids, and they're not even allowed to touch anything sharp. You know. Now they have the kits with the little plastic knives and the scoopers where we used the big kitchen chef's knife and our hands so yep. all right kelsey <laughs> i don't even remember that part i don't remember the knife i honestly for me the first scene was that lucy being a beat to charlie over the football that's seared in my brain that right so, okay. so yeah, i wonder I if that's the, the knife <laughs> i wonder if that's the add of the new generation though <laughs> Do you know what I mean? No, no, really, because Kelsey and I talk no, about I this because I'm I'm with them, Rick. Now, uh, yeah. it's difficult to watch anything without picking up my phone and doing ten oh, other yeah. things. It, no, but there was know? there was stuff before that, like Sno- uh, Snoopy blowing the leaf, and then Linus with his big lollipop getting it stuck in the leaf pile. I mean, that that's all interesting little detail that they threw in there. Um, well, okay, right. so move move on to the uh, the missing of the football. Um, mm. 
go kick the football, kick the football. Oh, yeah, no, I'll hold it, I promise. And, you know, of course, she pulls it away and he falls and it's like, oh, you didn't. The document wasn't notarized. Ha, ha, ha. I just, I, I don't know. It was always painful as a kid. Maybe because I was the youngest and this would have been my life. But I, even watching it again, I'm like, I, I don't know. I, See, I was the oldest panel. and I was like, it, it, I thought it was miserable. I was like, what the hell? This is sad. I didn't like right. it one little bit. It didn't, I didn't laugh. I didn't smile. I was annoyed by it. I was like, what? I was kind of half know. hoping that, you know, Charlie would always just kick Lucy. I know. <laughs> when he ran up to the football. I, know. You know? I mean, after a while, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, this, this, as you guys may or may not know, is the first time we see this iconic scene that uh, later, you know, became one of the most popular Peanuts scenes. I think it showed in what all of, but maybe two of the, the specials after this. Um, so there had to be some sort of love from the audience back then in the 60s. And I think that kind of speaks to that, too. Like, that's how it was in the neighborhood. There was the kid who was the bully and there was the kid who wanted to hang with the bully. And Lucy was the bully and Charlie Brown was the kid who wanted to play. And it's I like, mean, progressive in the sense that we have a female bully. Yeah. Right? That's right. I mean, yeah, you know, a little bit. But we had those in the neighborhood. I remember the bunch of female, yeah. the female bullies. They were there. They were real. Yeah. Oh yeah, they were scarier than the boy bullies because they were more <laughs> conniving. Okay, and so wait, so now Kelsey, that must have been confusing, right? Because you didn't have bullies. Did you have bullies like that in your world? Yeah, absolutely. The absolutely. ones you know who didn't, who didn't like your pictures on Facebook. Kevin, you forget that I'm not. I didn't grow up. I got a. I got a cell phone in high school. I wasn't. I didn't grow no, up. No, no, Doug and yeah, no, yeah, Doug and Deb did. But a good also, job with you. not even my. It's not even my parents. Like we, it for my generation. Like a lot of us, and I'm older millennial. Like iPhones weren't really until end of high school for me. So yeah. we still had the we had the OG mean girl bullies, and I grew with and the girls are always meaner because they use their brains. And they're just right. evil. Mm-hmm. Good point. Um, hey, well, Kev, can I ask a question? Yeah. So just about the football, um, something that, that other people may not realize is we also grew up with, you know, the Schultz comic strip in the Sunday yep. paper in oh, the comic right. section. And that was a big part of it, too, was Charlie Brown always missing the kicked fo- football. Um, do you guys know if when Schultz was close to retirement, if he ever let Charlie kick it? I seem to recall oh. like that being a big thing, well, listen, but I don't know. I could a, be just making up. Here's a tease for upcoming specials. We will be mm. covering Thanksgiving. We will cover Charlie Brown Christmas. We will have that answer for you. Thank in you. Our following uh, one of our upcoming episodes for sure. Um, well, know, I, I throw this out to the crowd. Do you hope he kicked the football or do you hope that the theme of him not being able to kick the football? Ugh. I don't know. Stay true till the end. No, that's I, I, no. Let the poor guy. I don't know if Schultz maybe caved to social, uh, social pressure. You know that maybe there was an outcry that let the kid kick it for once. I don't know. You know, it's funny. Go might, back to those comics, Rick. Too. That was yeah. that was a different world as well. You know, you'd get the Sunday paper, Kelsey, and it was wrapped in the comics. The the first uh, section was comics. And it was a fight as little kids to be able to read that. And then think of, Rick, do you remember some of the time? So, yeah, Charlie Brown, you had Family Circus. That used to Doonesbury. be on the Doonesbury. Right. Little yeah. Bailey. Little Bailey. Bailey. Apartment 3G. Doomsday. Yeah. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man oh, was a big wow. one. God, wow. Yeah, there were yeah, some good so, ones. Kelsey, yeah. is this all going over your head? Do you remember this? <laughs> a comic book section in your Sunday paper? Nothing. Nothing. Wow. I mean, I remember my mom, my mom was big on the comics. So she would always like, she would save it for my sister and I, and she would be like, this one's hilarious, but I don't remember. Like I would never read it. Kelsey, they would play, some of them would continue on for the daily paper. And then there were ones that were soap and dramatic. Remember the adult ones, Rick and Ann? I I do. Apartment 3G. And just, they made no sense to you as a kid. Right. Um, Right. Uh, the non sequitur, yeah. and I remember doing you know with with again 
all my free time one night doing a dive <laughs> to find them all and to see when they all went extinct, you know, like in the late 90s, see, like late 90s, early 2000s. Oh, yeah, most right. of them are gone. We'll have to maybe revisit that in the following episode, which ones <laughs> and actually how much, still live. And how yeah, much but even, sales went down. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so, Kelsey, you would take Silly Putty, which was a great stocking stuffer. Let's bring this back to <laughs> Christmas. Okay. You'd get your Silly Putty, and then you'd put it on the comic, and you'd peel it off, and it would the imprint of the comic would be on the Silly Putty. Oh, that's Santa clever. Brought it every you guys. And it was a lot of fun, but then the s- Silly Putty went from brown to, like, black. And then it got, like, the really weird. Dirty yeah. and gross. It also bonds. By the way, shout out. We have to do one of these things because this is obviously very retro, our little Christmas show here. We'll have to get into some of the toys and we'll have to get into some of those things mm. with the decades. But shout out to the Silly Putty inventor. Whammo. Think about what it did. Yeah. It bounced. It took impressions like that. You could mold it into different things. It didn't stick yeah. to anything that it wasn't supposed to stick to. Right. Yeah. It was yeah. a parent's dream and a kid's and a kid's dream. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah, again, again, it was cheap. And it was cheap. cheap. And it had its own container in the little egg. Yeah. But yeah. Why, you know, but oh, yeah. today, it's so funny today. Like, that's something a parent would get a kid pushing a shopping cart outside of uh, an aisle. You know what I mean? Outside of the register, they might see it hanging there, and the kid goes, oh, yeah, and they'll play with it for five minutes. <laughs> but to us, remember, that was a big deal. That was your present. Yeah, you didn't get that. I mean, Rick, unless you grew up differently, that was birthday or Christmas, right? And you were excited to get it. Yeah, you were so excited. I mean, toys were a lot more expensive and far less accessible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, All right, moving on. So, Linus and Charlie Brown writing the Great Pumpkin, and now we get the comparisons between the Great Pumpkin and Santa Claus. Yep. And I thought it was interesting. That Santa need that Santa just has better PR, better public relations, which yeah. I thought was very adult. <laughs> that was funny. Then the great pumpkin, Rick. What were you gonna say? Uh, it was very interesting um, because Linus says, "Oh, maybe you just try harder." And I don't know if you guys will remember, but that was the slogan of Avis Rent a Car. Yes, exactly. And that and that was probably a running commercial. They may have even sponsored, you know, been, served as a sponsor for the first airing of this thing. So uh, I wonder if me. that was inserted in. Let's go to the production notes. It was Dolly Madison. <laughs> Don't you remember, Rick? And I think Coca-Cola. Yes, but Dolly Madison. Like, brought to I you by corrected. Dolly Madison. Remember as a kid, you would, I would always remember all of these were Dolly Madison. Um, yeah, in fact, Dolly Madison and Coca-Cola were actually embedded in the original shows. So to, ah. you know, back in like 66, there were brief shots at the beginning where you could see like the owl flies in to the scene like where the gang is running past the scarecrow and the scarecrow actually advertised coke wow and, and they cut um, it out wow. and then they cut it out and then they come upon that ghost near another scarecrow and you, and that's advertising dolly madison which, no kidding yeah and then there's a second plug at the closing credits and all that stuff has been changed so if, if you're interested in seeing the original um, you can find it on YouTube, and it, it's it's pretty cool because now you just see that owl fly into the screen, and it looks a little bit awkward, and that's because they cut that that original commercial. Interesting, Interesting. that is. Um, but you know, it's funny. I was talking to, um, God, I was talking to a prof- a, pro- a professor of history, and um, actually, he he hosts a show on PBS genealogy i think i told you about this kelsey celebrity genealogies is his thing and we started talking about all the holidays around the holiday season you know, christmas hanukkah and we got to kwanzaa and you know he knew the founder of kwanzaa who actually lives in long beach california and he was like yeah he made it all up and um mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, and but then he but he paused and he said but aren't they all made up and I'm like, of course they are. So it brings me over to the Great Pumpkin, where, <laughs> you know, I feel like today, if this came out today and were as popular as it were then, because we're so into escapism today, and because everyone wants to belong to some kind of community, I swear to God we could create a, a movement for the Great Pumpkin. He could be right there with Santa and the Easter Bunny. I think if it came out today, 
people would, yeah. And then kids would be like, what, more presents? And That's what so, I was going to say. I literally wrote that see? in my notes. I want the I want the great pumpkin to bring me presents. Okay, so side note, when this if this show is successful, we all here love the holidays so much and there's so many of these great specials to cover and we'll be covering them as it goes on, but the more you uh more support you guys give us, um I don't know, the more we'll be able to do this, the more uh we'll be inspired to do it, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh can but, I add one one thing on that on the on the great pumpkin and Schultz because as Rick mentioned it and I don't know if this is better suited for production notes, but he actually had scholars thinking that this came from some from some story okay. from the past, and he actually and Schultz came up with it when he was writing a, a strip that involved uh, Linus's confusion between Christmas and Halloween because you know Linus is a like, little kid, so everything has significance like nothing is unimportant and christmas was already known to be an important holiday with santa and all that as one of the symbols so halloween had to be a special day too so because of linus's confusion in the strip he created this great pumpkin and scholars years after still didn't believe that it didn't come from some other from story. something so, well yes, yeah well, let's move forward to today and there's an amazing cartoon outer limits which comes from the creators of Rick and Morty. And they did a Halloween special this year, which we will cover. If we can keep this going into a season two, we'll cover the Outer Limits special. It's hilarious. It's fantastic. But they summon a great pumpkin. Nice. They summon no the great pumpkin. Yes. And I don't nice. want to give anything else away, but it's really funny because, you know, obviously the creators of these shows grew up watching this stuff and played with it. So right. I don't know. It just it, it got me thinking. Seeing Kelsey, you yeah, you could. This would have today. Yeah, we could create a great pumpkin. Hell yeah, I love it. Probably still could if we want to. But I do. We need any more, Rick? <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> Kev, what was the name of that special? The Outer Limits. Outer Limits. It's it's if you love Rick and Morty, um, and you're jonesing for more Rick and Morty, Outer Limits is fantastic. And they did a Halloween special, and it's 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 good. It's good stuff. Nice. Uh, and maybe we'll cover it in the future. Okay, so then uh, Snoopy comes in and laughs at them. So, and, you know, didn't Snoopy always have the have the nickname Joe Cool? Snoopy did Joe have Joe Cool. Wasn't he Joe Cool? But the reason I bring that up is because it always seems that he's a little bit above the fray with these buffoons. Like, they're yeah. all doing their <laughs> thing. Does. But he's always in his own world. He's always... Kelsey, as the kids would say, he's always doing him. Yeah. You know, I'm a do Snoop. I'm a do me. Snoopy does him. Yeah, I don't know when that Joe Cool um, nickname came to be, Kev. But we'll let's bring that back up when we when we find out about if, if Charlie Brown actually got to kick that gets football. to kick the football. Well, anyway, so when they're when they're making their Santa comparisons, and you know, Snoopy just yeah. comes in and just laughs at two of them. Like the discussion more PR, which I thought just it's just laying the groundwork down for he's that that's his character. But we move on and Lucy mocks Linus. Great line though. Yeah. Religion, politics, and the great pumpkin not to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Now isn't that true? I mean that speaks volumes and just insert whatever you want to be yeah. as the great pumpkin. But today more than yeah, ever. That if anything I've held up from that fifty-five years yeah. later. By the way, 55 years later this week is when this aired. Oh, wow. um, that, that I thought that line was very powerful. Totally. I know. And for a little kid, you know, Linus is a kid, as Rick, uh, Rick pointed out before. They're all kids uh, with children actors. And to have that insight at the age of like six is, yeah. is pretty unbelievable. And well, why the- this show is timeless, I think. Mm. Well, I'm sure parents were able to watch it with the kids, right? Yeah, I would argue it's more for the adults, honestly, because all the yeah. inside, you know, adult references. But I think here's here's why they knew they had us, Rick, mm. and why it probably was smart marketing. You're in prime time. If you get the parents, I think the kids are an automatic because, Kelsey, this was a time where you only saw cartoons on a Saturday morning. Mm. That was it. Oh, yeah. On three channels, there were three networks, and that was the big thing. In fact, it was such big business for the networks that they had a div- they each had a division. 
separately just for the cartoons. Now, this is before Nickelodeon. This is before Disney Channel. This is before DVDs. And today, where everything's just available. So it was precious. So if you were a little kid and you were, and God forbid your poor grandparent was flipping channels and went over a cartoon, you'd be like, stop! What's that? What? You, you, you know, you, you were so starved. So yeah. for them, they automatically had us. We were going to tune in no matter what. Mm-hmm. But, and did you guys have, on that same note, like the special aired once? It's like Tuesday night at 8 it. is Charlie Brown. You know, uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. So your parents would hold that over your head like, hey, if you yes. do A, B, or C, <laughs> yep. you're not going to get to watch Charlie Brown. You'd be like, <gasps> Yeah, like I have to do whatever I can do to watch. I'm gonna, I'll do all my chores. I'll do my brother's chores. I'll do whatever because I, I'm only gonna get to see this. Kelsey, does that speak to you at all? Were there ever times in your life where your parents would say you're not watching American Idol tonight unless you do all your chores or you do your homework? I mean, because because this all these specials were all held over our head. Yeah, I think it was funny for me because. American Idol was actually is actually a very good example because that was the only thing I really remember us watching growing up. I did gymnastics like to the wee hours of the evening. We got home at like eight or nine. So I usually got home and had to do homework and then went to bed like I didn't watch a ton, but we would always watch like American Idol or whatever. But I always it it's hard because I always have my stuff done like. They were never like, oh, you can't watch unless this. And so we never had anything like this that I was like, so, oh, my God, I got to get, you know, my math homework well, done to watch again, Charlie Brown. I, speaks, I was kind of like, Wah. I think it speaks to my point because you had it. It was so available to you. Yeah. It wasn't as available to us. Like we didn't have yeah. these options. This was it. And it had once a year, one and done. That was it. Yeah. For us, and it was so, kind of like always there. So I was like, Wah. right. And I don't know about you guys, but there were certain ones of these specials that always would fall asleep when I was really young at the end and miss the ending. Yes. And so then I would have to wait for the whole year oh, no. to see it. Now, Kim, yeah, it was like. This. No, go ahead, Rick. No, please, you go ahead. Ann. I was going to ask, did you pretend that you made it through the end? Like Wizard of Oz is one for me. Yeah, I always, and I always, that's the one. I always <laughs> fell asleep. Always. <laughs> I was gone before the flying monkeys. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Nick, what were you going to say? No, it was just what Ann said. Um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was another one yeah. that was on once a year. Um, yeah. But yeah, Wizard of Oz and maybe Willy Wonka might have been another one that was a one yeah, and yeah. done for the year. But That's yeah, fun. you'd have to play in your whole week ahead. hey kev can i make a point about lucy when she comes in and talks yeah i think when we're talking about how the culture has changed right i think she says blockhead and stupid and um i'll i'll pound you yeah right all and just violence and negativity and it's like that was how we grew up though i mean feelings really couldn't be hurt you were hurt yeah. if you got hit, right? But today, I mean, that would be abusive behavior, and it would be stopped immediately. But you can't say that on TV now. No. no. You know what I mean? No, 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 would you, no would that be proper to do, to you know, in general between kids. But I think, you know, I think it's good for uh, when younger people see this, Kelsey, even our producer, Elaine, to see this. Then you can understand why we're maybe – so messed up or why we say the things we do or what you know that's why you can't hold the standards of today by 60 years ago like that's how we grew up we didn't know any better (laughs) you know like that's how it was for us so and and on that like those were the kinder all right so listen finally sally approaches linus and in love and is it me or is like is sally the psychotic ex-girlfriend ex-boyfriend type of personality that's so hot and cold with him i never noticed as a kid where she's all you know hot and heavy and romantic and then just uh, (laughs) just tears him to shreds and then comes back for more okay rick i want to hear your thoughts on that and then i have a definite opposing view okay Okay. um (laughs) No, I didn't get that hot and cold thing. I think she she definitely loves Linus. But what was interesting is when she was finally next to him and said, don't you try to hold my hand. It's like, I wonder what I'm that... you, crazy girlfriend. Just but like, crazy I think boyfriend. it was... I, I think there was a more innocent 
view of affection back then yeah, between yeah. girls and boys. You know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't quite so physical. Okay, totally opposite view of this. Because to <laughs> me, Sally Brown was like one of the first cartoon feminists, man. She was more okay. evolved, I think, than you're thinking of, Kev. She was all right. She was, she was forward, the, you're right. But she was like so the youngest Lucy, member. Wouldn't Lucy right? be a feminist too? Yeah. No. Lucy to me, no. Lucy was a mean bully with a little bit of a soft spot in her heart. <laughs> but she had her own business. She was a doctor. She was a psychiatrist. <laughs> she had her boots. She, but let's let's get back to money. Sally, can we? She, she didn't need a man. Right. Back to Sally. Back to Sally. She didn't need a man. It's right, Vic. Thank all right, you. here's the thing, though, with Sally, right? She was like, all right, she wanted, to, she wanted to be with the big kids, but she wasn't really sure if it was legal or not, and she didn't want to be part of a rumble, right? Then right. Who, made, who made her own costume on her own? And she's like, five, Sally Brown. Could her big brother do it? No. Well, right. Can we explore who her big brother was? She chose love <laughs> over conformity. She was kind of a baller, dare I say, because she's I like, agree. you know what? Everyone's All going right. trick-or-treating. I kind of like this dude. You know, I'm going to go hang out instead of hanging with the pack. I think we got to give like Sally that. your due. Okay. All right. Fair All enough, right. Kelsey. <laughs> I Kelsey. agree with everything Anna's saying. Okay. I'm all, right. all in. I'm all in on this. But wait, I but love... why is... Go ahead, please. No, Go I was going to say, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but when she makes the comment about the 20th century comment yes. to Linus, I'm like, my queen, my girl. I yes. love it. I love it. <laughs> but but she's not to afraid. the 20th century. But now, she's Rick, not afraid to be do... like, but I love this guy. When you right. do the snaps, Rick... Yeah. <laughs> and snap. No, no, this was explained to me. And it's about the taste in the mouth. Mm. Oh, wow. Like it's just too good. Yeah. So, mm. see, Kelsey, do it. Kelsey, can you show? I, I'm sorry, this is an audio <laughs> show. Forgive us, please. Maybe one day we'll be a uh, video. But yeah, Kelsey just gives uh. the snaps. So, yeah. But okay, but why Why is, 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 uh, is Lucy not a feminist? Yeah, she's a bully, but can she be a bully and a feminist? Like, she's independent, she's a leader. She starts. She's in her own business. She's not a leader. She's just mean. Mm. I agree with Kelsey. So is Machiavelli. Yes, <laughs> but you know, every bit an alpha male. So, and she's not a feminist. Or maybe, well, okay, wait. Can we say this? Is she not the representation of feminism you want? I think that's that's better said. Mm. Like, okay. I think was she a feminist? I agree. Yes. Um, well, because she did rock her own, you know, she, she, did. she had her own business, not in this show, but she did have her own business. She, you know, she got her own way. And I guess if a guy was as mean or as a bully like Lucy was, would he be considered a bully or would he just be considered a strong male? So I guess we would have to take a step back and look. I think he would be a bully if he pulled the football away as a guy. No, he, Well, shoot, even that. Right. Yeah, Lucy playing football. Unheard of in the yeah, 60s. You know what? When you think of all the women in this, it's super progressive in the respect. You know, we only get a, a, a tease of Peppermint Patty, but you'll we'll go on in the future specials to see that she's got a very strong voice and she's very unique and very independent as well. Shout out to Patty Phillips, Rick Veach, who we went to high school with. <laughs> right. Who was, I who nicknamed her Peppermint Patty because she reminded me. And of course, Love I was it. Charlie Brown, sadly, in our <laughs> friendship. Um, you have better hair, Kev. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Queen. Uh, okay, so moving on, Lucy reading TV Guide. I thought that was very clever of them for Lucy. Did you notice that her photo was on the TV Guide? That, oh. well, I really think that that were, was the producers being smart and saying, come on, TV Guide, send us some love. Uh, we're yeah. going to send you some love. So I thought that was really clever. Um, do you even know what a TV Guide is, Kelsey? Is it, was that still around? It's been out of business, I think, for... T well, the, the paper version of it. Kelsey, do you remember a TV guide? No. No. <laughs> no. Uh -oh. wow. No. Um, no. Sorry, everybody. This was a, so Linus mails his letter, but this was the first yeah. time we get to see Linus use his blanket superpowers. Yeah. You know, he starts using the... You know, you get to see this blanket is kind of his uh, Wonder Woman magic rope, magic lasso. It's his... <laughs> It's his thing. 
Right. And he was so used to being bullied by his feminist sister, Lucy. He was like, I don't need you, big sister. You know, because, you know, she's like, you're not going to be able to reach it. And he's like, just watch me. And so yeah. it's just such a good he finds story. A way. Yeah, he oh, finds that was the way. I always, he's I Linus, Linus was always my favorite out of all. Of I them. love Linus. He was always my favorite. Um, I guess. Who? Well, that's probably later. We should like remind me to ask what everyone's favorite character was, at least from this. Um, okay, Charlie Brown invited to the Halloween party. He dances for the invite, but then Lucy pops his balloon, says, "Yeah, there was one invite list and one people not invited. You were on the not invited, not invited list, and we made just it was a mistake." Well, Kev, is that something too a theme? Like back then, I remember not getting invited to the party. Oh, yeah. And uh, now I feel like kids today, and Kels, you can answer this better, they invite their entire class. You have to, right? Sometimes yeah. it's mandatory. Rick, you can speak to yeah. as a dad, isn't it? Yeah, no. Well, mm, that's tricky, but you certainly wouldn't have a not invite list. But back when we were kids, you might. We definitely oh do. <laughs> we definitely did not. <laughs> It was all character building when you didn't get the invite and you cried to your mom and she'd be like, well, and it's all character building. I'm like, I don't want any more character. You know what? It's funny. It was and it wasn't. It's hit or miss. It is. You know what I mean? Sometimes for every yeah person that goes on to become a total overachiever, then you have someone who becomes a serial killer right. <laughs> or completely depressed. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm voting for I like the 2020 way. Everyone gets an invite. Sorry. Everyone gets a trophy. Like in that respect. Yeah. I mean, you know, I digress. Um, okay. <laughs> Linus hits the pumpkin patch and he's got a sign for the great pumpkin. Uh, I always, you know, it's funny. I always use this reference when I'm the last one on a project who won't get off of a project, whether it's finishing a film or, Thinking some, or even just thinking a human being is going to turn around, I'll always say, you know what? I know I'm the last person in the pumpkin patch waiting for the great pumpkin, but I'm not going to leave because I know the great pumpkin's going to come. You know, yeah. so I always think of this. I always think of Linus in that respect, where it's the never give up, always have faith. Right. Yep. You know, it was so weird too. Did you, as kids, I remember feeling so disappointed the great pumpkin didn't arrive. And I feel like if it were done today, he would, he or she would, great pumpkin would arrive rather than leave the kids feeling oh, empty yeah. like that. I feel like today wouldn't have gone, they wouldn't have, they would have had a great pumpkin or something like there would yeah. have been a note from him and a box of candy at his bed signed the great pumpkin. There would have been some right. thing today. Where I, they would have, right. I love well, that you just said left something at his bed like that, because I don't think, to me, the, you know, and I've I've read some stuff where there was some, you know, religious connotations and even like that Linus is almost like a biblical figure and so forth, like a, one of Jesus' disciples. So I don't think he would actually see the great pumpkin because that would wreck that whole scam, as you would say, Kev. But I like the little treat left at the bed. So it was like there's proof that he's there, but he's never to be seen more similarly aligned with Santa. Got it. Well, yeah, not to get Rick. too deep, but yeah, I, I think it does have a strong uh, relationship to faith because we'll get to it later on. But when he slips up and says, if that was his lapse of faith, instead of saying when the great pumpkin comes and he yes. stresses oh, yeah. out about it, you know what I mean? So you, you can read it as deeply as you want. So we, I move, like that. Oh, we move along to costumes mm -hmm. They all get in their costumes. And a great quote, I'm in a subtext, costumes should be in direct contrast to who you are as a person. And so Lucy's a witch, which I thought was really funny. I uh, I, I had a question. Who was the other girl? They, they mentioned a violet. You know, that, that mm -hmm. was one of the, um, I feel like a B character that yep. pops up throughout the years in the, the Charlie Brown Schultz universe, yeah. but not well known. Right. Yeah. Was she the and same freedom. as the little red haired? There was a little red haired girl that Charlie was in love with. I don't know if that's Violet or not. That's Maybe Rita. That oh, that's Rita. Ah. But they're played by the same uh, child voice actor. So that's probably where your confusion mm. uh, comes in. She had the curly, naturally curly hair. 
Um, she shows up later, and then uh, Violet was the one, obviously, having the party with, Got the, it, right. with the plaid dress on. Trick or treat is explained to Sally, which I think is a someone who's new to Halloween. If you're a young kid, you get the the full explanation. Um, okay, why did Charlie Brown have to have all the holes? He couldn't even. I mean, like it was that was so sad. <laughs> I mean, he didn't seem slow. <laughs> As a character, he actually was smart and, you know what I mean, insightful and sensitive, uh, but... He had a little problem with the scissors. <laughs> it made me sad. I was like, Charlie Brown has all the freaking holes in his costume, and then he gets all the rocks. I'm like, this isn't funny. This is literally well, just sad to me. <laughs> yeah. Listen, there's more. Well, yeah. there's more. We see all the costumes, but... We all kind of had a pig pen back then. Kelsey, did you have someone in your class that didn't shower or wasn't? Yeah, definitely. You know, well? in, fifth, in fifth grade, we had our teacher because there was a couple who did not shower. And our teacher literally made us do armpit checks. And that she goes, Oof. she said, you guys all need to wear deodorant. We're in fifth grade now. And I was like, thank you, because mm. y'all smell. And he did it with And he or she did it with everyone. Yeah, she did. Do it we with have everyone. this teacher's name so we can put her on the cancel list? Miss <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I want to no. Why, why are you guys being like that? Just shout out, just, shout out, Miss Westfang. My mom no, thought it was that, funny, but I think that yeah, but that's a way. But that was a nice way to do it without it singling anyone out. It so was. you had right. so, so you had some pig pens for sure. And and you know what? I don't even want to explore Rick mm. pig pens home situation. Oh, totally right. Right. Like, I'm sure, right? Not, not, a, not a good setup there. No, I don't think he was getting lunches packed for school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's an angle I never thought of. Poor little pig pen. We're all sad right. for Charlie Brown. Well, back, listen, back then we all had a pig pen, and it was just kind of, you know, that person just was mocked, and it was, yeah, that was the weirdo whatever. And, you know, Hot so lunch. it was, again, it was part of culture. But today, yeah. I don't think you'd see a pig pen. By the way, even the name is shameful. I, 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 right. And that's what they called him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the name okay. is shameful. Poor pig pen. Um, and, the, and we get to see the Red Baron, which is interesting. It's a World War I ace. Think of how old this is. Yeah. That that was... You know that they did, why wouldn't they go to World War Two? They go to World War One, which was you know still talked about back then in the in the mid '60s, and it got me thinking that it would be like if we made a a cartoon like this today, we we would be re- referencing something from the early 1970s, which is a trip. Think of that. Mm. Think about, you know, if you reference something from the early 70s versus referencing something from 1917, World War One. Well, Kev, I wonder, like, we couldn't do that, though, because that would be a Vietnam. So you can't really romanticize that. Yeah, well, not even if it was a war thing. It's just just a culture. It just gives perspective. And that doesn't seem too long ago to us, to me anyway. Yeah. I just wonder if World World War One might have been the last romantic reference to war, though. You know, like the nobility yeah. and the honor of saluting your enemy as you go down and stuff like that. It was, yeah. And it probably had a, it probably had a connection to the comic strip too. I think that that appeared there. Probably okay. Yeah, good. I think actually uh, Charles Schultz's son, um, he was drawn. Charles was drawing a cartoon, and he came in with he liked to do model airplanes, and he came in with one, and then he drew a little helmet on Snoopy, <laughs> and that was kind of how the birth of the World War One flying ace came to ah. be. Just completely random with the kid walking into Charles Schultz's studio. So, how good was that montage, though, Kev? Oh, I want to talk about that. Okay, good. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, this is good because we all have different opinions on this. I, yeah, I have some thoughts on that. Um, they all pass, they all pass through the pumpkin patch. Uh, and Linus says, Did you come to sing pumpkin carols again? Like, this would have taken off today. He's so cute. We'd all be singing. <laughs> by the way, can't you see Jay Z and Beyonce would create the best pumpkin carol? Oh my god, like, think of all the money that could be made in consumerism. I'm telling you, the great pumpkin needed to come out today. Um, okay, I thought. This is a quote for, for, I think this is Lias who said, I thought little girls uh, believed, believed all, were innocent and trusting. 
Welcome to, and this is welcome to the 20th century as Sally returns and everyone else leaves. Mm -hmm. Kind of interesting, right? That's okay. your girl kill. That's it. Um, <laughs> okay, so now we get to see the Red, the Red Baron montage. Now at the time, and this is probably more production notes, so I apologize. This was supposed to be a real achievement in animation. The, you know, Snoopy flying this plane and doing his thing. And, and I guess the, the producers of this in a, in a 2006 interview said that this was their favorite part of the whole episode. Oh. To me, in my 2022 ADD brain, I was like, and just in terms of editing, like, we don't need this. Edit. I, I would have been the producer. <laughs> Cut this out. What's this got to do with Halloween? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need more Halloween. Give me my Jay-Z score. <laughs> 100% agree. I had it as like in my notes as the most random scene. Granted, I love the scene as Snoop, but I'm like, where did this come from? Like all of a sudden he just slithers away and he has this whole thing. So I 100% agree with that. All right, Rick, I want to hear because Rick's an artist. So Rick, I want to hear from you. <laughs> well, I thought it was just a great take on imagination. And so like kids dress up as in different things at Halloween and Snoopy took it to the next level by acting out a whole, you know, scenario for himself and a whole dog fight. But even like there was a break, wasn't there? Where we come back oh, from yeah, the montage. No, go, he, he and, yeah. He crash lands in the countryside. He, yeah. And then he, we, with the signs and everything though, you know, the, the French, the French, and the, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The Shallow Simon and all of the, you know, all of, were those real places? I wonder. Yeah, they had to have been. In the well, but yeah, I thought I thought it, I just thought it was brilliant, and I love even the way it was um, animated with Snoopy turning different colors to match like the the seriousness of the action, like really well done. I agree, um, and his desperation when he's swimming across the river. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get. Yeah, again, again, I just, yeah, I was just, I was all, I was like, <laughs> okay, whatever, blah, 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 World War One, let's go, get me back to Halloween. Yeah, uh, <laughs> get me back sacrilege. to Halloween. Sacrilege, <laughs> I know. Um, have they gone trick or treating by this point to get their rocks? I think yes. they have because they right, mm -hmm. and and again, so I, I guess it was supposed to just be one rock. But one of the producers said, no, he needs to get at least, it needs to happen at least three times. Right. Schultz only wanted to have it once, Kev. Right. But uh, uh, Melendez. Uh, the was producer. Like, yeah, who's the producer is like, no, he's going to get a rock at, at each house. And Schultz thought that was way too harsh. So you can see who won out there. So, okay, wow. Kelsey, the rocks. I hated it. I hated it. I thought it was really sad. I thought one could have been funny. Three was too much. And it was just like, what's the point? He doesn't need three rocks. Poor Charlie Brown. Why are we doing this to him? Well, she like really would have hated my neighbor who gave my brother, who's 11 months my senior, he got a rock in his Halloween bag multiple years in a row. And my parents have never disclosed the neighbor who did it to my brother. So he's in his mid-50s now still carrying this this torch, this, this scar, scar of getting so the Chuck Brown rock. And it sent my parents into absolute hysterics. <laughs> Again, I generational job, difference. I, Me too. <laughs> oh my I, Rick, God. Did, the rocks, Rick, did, what did you think of him getting all the rocks? <laughs> I'm, I'm with Kelsey. It was too much for me. Yeah, too much. I mean, I, I thought the gang should have thrown him a bone and given some their candy no, to him, but nothing. him too. Like, I, you know, and I guess I, it just always bothered me. I think I probably, we knew kids like this growing up that were treated this way. Yeah, yeah Rick, I could probably name some <clears throat> names of people you and I knew. <laughs> but to Charlie Brown's credit, he keeps coming back for more. It, and to the world's credit, for years to follow, people from all over the world mailed Charlie Brown candy to the studio. Not for the whole oh, Peanuts wow. gang. It yeah, just, just for Charlie. Charlie Brown. That's great. I like that. So, yeah, he got the last laugh, I he guess. Did. He's the most famous, but man. Um, That's cute. It is cute. <laughs> okay, so the gang comes back through the pumpkin patch. They mock, once again, mock Linus and Sally, and then they're off to the party. And um, 
This is where, yeah, to me, Sally goes psycho ex-girlfriend. And she just was from lovey-dovey with Linus to just attacking him. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but, uh, everyone's thoughts. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious, and I loved it. And I said, add a girl. That's my girl. <laughs> you liked her being lovey-dovey, then psychotic. You got to be oh. a little crazy. Oh, wow. There's got to be give and take in a relationship, Kev. And she didn't get yeah. anything. You know, honestly, she put herself out there and the guy didn't come through. So he, I don't blame her. But did, did he court her to do so or didn't she kind of force herself into that situation? Well, he was he was very glad when she did finally leave the group and walk back to the patch to be so, with him. Yeah. So we definitely tacitly, yeah. Eviscerate him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think he I think he sold her a bill And she should have got some restitution as she demanded. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Oh boy. It's funny. All right. Um we get the first appearance, it seemed to me at least physical appearance from Peppermint Patty that we mentioned earlier. Although we don't really get to know her too well. But we'll get to know her a lot better as um, things go on. At the same time, Snoopy's crossing through France. <clears throat> nothing to do with Halloween. Um, <laughs> but Snoopy, they tie it back where he's asleep somewhere in the party, right? Or no, he's bobbing for apples. So it right. must have been his imagination. He's at the, you know, his imagination ran away with him while he's at the party. But then he's bobbing for apples. Now, good. Well, wait, no, Kevin, I thought it went from the farmhouse and then he crawls in yes. through the window at the party, right? Yep. And oh, then he bumps for okay. apples? I think so. Okay, yes. I thought it was, okay, sorry. Rick's correct. Think, you can tell how much I was paying attention to. <laughs> he went from France Back to Halloween. slithered right into <laughs> Halloween. Okay, Kelsey, did anyone yes. ever bob for apples in your life? In elementary school, we did. Wow. Okay, good. Surprise. We had our little Halloween parties. Nice. Rick, yeah, you've seen very it. fun. Yeah, we used to do it. Um yeah. hard harder than it looks. It is <laughs> they hard. slip it all is. over the place, yeah. They're really hard. Oh, so hard, but once you learn the trick, you got it. You're in. Okay. <laughs> is this something, Rick, that with your girls it's out the door now? No more bobbing for apples because of sanitary reasons, or do people still bob for apples? No, no. They they wouldn't oh, even okay. get the reference. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> Post-COVID, no more bobbing for anything. <laughs> oh, no. There was such a, I'd say our generation was such a hangover, I feel, from post-World War II. That just, you know, we were the end of a lot of that innocent stuff, ice cream socials, yeah. and like the tail-tail end of that world. Don't Penny candy. A, Think about string. Yeah. <laughs> All Pin the tail on the donkey. A lot of right. that stuff right. was, you know, was carryovers from decades before us and we were the yeah we got the last of it you know <laughs> moved on to bad thing. okay elaine in the booth elaine uh do you ever remember bobbing for apples from gen z uh i do actually i didn't personally do it because i didn't want to but um it was an elementary smart. school when we would have our little fall fairs nice like after school all the kids would come oh. and then our elementary school is really cute they set so many things up for us so north, this is up in the northwest region. Yeah. Sweet. Interesting. Okay. Um, Shout out Seattle. That's it. Mm -hmm. So they compare everything, and Charlie Brown, they're comparing candy. Charlie Brown, all he got was rocks. Um, Linus still won't give up. Defiant to the end. And uh, Basically, we finally, we have a really nice moment, but he passes, you know, he falls asleep. Lucy go, everyone goes to bed. And the, my favorite moment of this, and even when I was a kid, when it was like, when Lucy put everything aside and underneath her bully was a good big sister there who goes and rescues him, brings him home, tucks him into bed. And um, I, don't, I thought that was a nice, that was my favorite moment of this. Hmm. Agree, Kev, especially when she even took, like, thought to take his shoes off and, like, tuck him yeah. in, you know, 4 a.m. So it shows, like, she does have a little bit of kindness in that otherwise bully exterior. Yeah. Loved what it. you'd like to think with the best of the bully siblings is that, you know, okay, outside of all that, we understand that there's, you know, there's a love here. There's a relationship. Yeah. Kelsey, 
Um, I wrote in my notes, Lucy was a B all show, but she really helps Linus at the end. And I loved that. That is yeah, what I right? wrote. It nice was nice. Moment. It was nice to see her soft spot because I honestly kind of hate that they made her a B. So I was like, oh, okay. She does have a nice little soft spot. Yeah, yeah Rick, and I think we needed Rick, that. Yeah. Rick, cat's got your tongue, Rick. What is? No, no, no. I agree. Not much to add on that one. But I did. There was one thing in the party, Kevin, that we forgot, and that's when they used Charlie's head for the model for the Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Oh, my goodness. Good that was cool. Oh, I mean, like it's, they, have, catch a break. they have to, no, they have to body shame them, too, which is just really tacky. <laughs> <laughs> So sad. <laughs> Poor Charlie. It's awful. You're right. Oh my yeah. god. That was the worst. Because you had that. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that. Me? <laughs> magic Marvel. Yeah, we need your model to stand your blockhead stand there. And he was so excited. And then they just... Oh my god. Uh, you want me? A sorry. model and they give him a little blush. <clears throat> yeah. Oh I think gosh. we have to, I have to find out from the Schultz estate who has the rights to him. Because there might need to be redemption. Chuck yeah. Brown Redemption Show. Yes. The Charlie <laughs> Brown Redemption Tour. Yeah. I agree. Either me or, or <clears throat> him as an adult. Again, it goes one of two ways. He either is a complete mess and failure, or he goes the other way, goes up to Silicon Valley, or goes to work in Hollywood. We see this a lot with a lot of nerds. They end up coming out here and becoming super successful. Um, and, you know... <laughs> Not always the nicest people with this. You know, maybe now he takes the power and goes the other way. Or not. Or not. So, we yeah, so how would we see that play out, though? Like, I think you're right. Like, we were all just nodding. So I'd like to see the Charlie Brown Redemption Tour 2022 as him kicking. But I think in Hollywood, big director. But I think Sick what director. makes it, it might make it more interesting is he he goes he the, you know as they say the crap rolls downhill where now he's got the power right womanizer just yeah and then needs to be redeemed <laughs> no Rick why are you being like that why do you redeem him like, or should he be running for president he's got to learn the error ways no no I Class no just goes to see Lucy sees everyone to mock them all. <laughs> right goes to smear it in their faces but then something has to happen where he realizes like no the, no you know evil can't meet evil someone has to be the good one and then suddenly free to the girl with the naturally curly hair that he had the crush on comes back and is like all into him and is like stalking him no and love. he would reject her initially totally reject linus, linus would be the one to, to, <laughs> to talk him down that that's how i see hmm. it anyway and then Schroeder plays a class reunion. Schroeder plays a nice ballad, and he does a slow dance, maybe with Lucy. Nah, I think he's putting Lucy aside. I think he might go no, but he needs Patty, no. But I think the little redheaded girl. Okay, maybe as no, that would be the reward after the fact. But remember, okay. he would target Lucy the way Lucy targeted him. Oh, and then he'd up. have to realize. Yes, he'd have to realize this is not right. Well, She's Linus in the would expensive help. Expensive dress. She's got the Louboutin shoes. Thinking she's no, I don't. Well, I don't know. Maybe it didn't. A lot of the young bullies. I don't know. I don't know. You know, could, could I, I? Maybe who knows? I don't know. We'll have to. You know, we'll leave it to people smarter than us. Uh, but then they have their discussion on the wall. It's that <clears throat> famous kind of. I think you've seen it in other cartoons, right? The, yeah, the, the contemplation with the fist on the chin. Yeah. Yeah. And we're just like, what happened and what went on? And, and it was a little anticlimactic. You think what was interesting to me about that? Please go ahead. Ian. No, you go, Rick. Um, I was just going to say, Linus has this like scripted story, which he repeats, I think, for maybe the fifth time at the very end about the great pumpkin will rise from the patch. You know, it's like a, a litany. And I thought I wanted to ask you guys what you thought of that. Why the repetition? And it's it's very regimented the way he says it. Almost, I don't know. Is it like a prayer almost that he's just reciting? You know, I, th I, th I thought that was really interesting. I think it does go back to that like biblical figure comparison, Rick. You know, where yeah. they're like equating it to a disciple, and that that great pumpkin story is like the coming of of Jesus story, and he keeps repeating it because that's like his his mission. And then 
when Charlie Brown questioned it, when he was just like, oh, I've made some dumb choices or whatever he said <laughs> right. at the end. And Linus, it's, it's the first time we see him get really mad at one of his buddies, you know, where he's had yeah. anger at him the whole time. And then he finally lashes out because they're questioning his faith, kind of what you were uh, alluding to earlier uh, today. But the, I, and again, I guess so in a deeper sense, that's how faith should be. That's why they call it faith, right? But see, I'm so two-dimensional and shallow that I feel like it was never paid off. So I feel like it's just this loony kid that just won't stop. And then Charlie Brown's just like, yeah, why bother with any of it? Like, why bother with Halloween? You get rocks, you get mocked, your head is drawn on. I mean, I don't know. That's how I felt, like, a little bit. But I'm glad you guys, obviously, I'm in the minority because this has been successful for so long but i'm glad you guys think otherwise i mean mm. kels was in your boat too thinking it's all sad but um i don't know i think i think charlie brown is so relatable to so many of us just yeah. we've had those not charlie brown full existence our whole lives but little moments where you're like damn i definitely won the charlie brown award today because of whatever <laughs> happened you oh, know okay. I, well let's so so it's not just so when you see this it's not just nostalgia there's more to it. No, yeah, I think that's definitely. Rich, yeah, I speak think... to that. Um, yeah, I think just to your point, Kev. You know that they'll they'll come back for more. You know, yeah, life isn't perfect. It's not a fairy tale ending with these stories, but you know that there'll be another story down the road, and they'll try again, which is kind of nice. And fail again. Yeah, but so do we. <laughs> Get abused and, again. And that's that's wh I think that's why it's so relatable, though, because we have to do the same thing. You know, it's we're not going to win everything, but I know. you know, you know what? It's, it's the it's it's the right way to see life. Unfortunately, I I, I yeah. am so part of the problem with society. <laughs> I am. I just want. I do see a Darth Vader and a Luke Skywalker. I see a a Snow White and a and a and a Wicked Queen. You know, and this is the problem because that's not real. Is the you know the one extreme or the other? Things are great. Yeah, but here again, that's why it's interesting how adult the Charlie Brown specials are. You know, because it's gray; it's all shades of gray. It's not like a little kids program where it's good and bad. So, I like it for that yeah. reason. Um, okay, let's let's move into some production notes, and if you would kindly let us in on some of that. Sure, um, I think we covered a lot of them in the in the last hour here. But one of the things that I think we have to make note of that's kind of hot off the presses, if you guys have been watching on Twitter about the show, is the only place you're going to be able to watch this special this year is on Apple mm. Apple TV, TV. Plus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they um, bought the library, didn't they? Yeah. So um, it's available starting. It's already available now. Um, if you have a subscription, but if you don't have a subscription, don't fear, you'll still be able to see it um, the 28th through the 31st. So you'll be able to watch it on Halloween and that weekend right before. But you know, it's so funny. You can watch it on YouTube for free. I mean, there's, there's people who have put up clips, but in a certain order. And if you, mm. if you um, click on play all, it yeah. plays them all straight through again. It, it stinks because again, the, the magic of this, sadly, you know, it's it's not. But I but I, listen, I think if you've got all the kids together, and you're looking to keep them occupied or get them excited for Halloween, whether it's the DVD or Apple TV or you know YouTube, it's I think it's still a great go to. But Rick, would you let? Did you let your kids your, your little when they were little? Did you let them see this? Yeah, but honestly, they didn't have as much interest as I had, I had hoped. So it was like a one and done, to be honest with you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Really? How old are your kids? Yeah. Well, now they're they're older. They're um, 18, 16, and, and 15. But when they were little, and what I thought was the sweet spot, yeah, not, not a whole lot of interest. Do you think it's a generational thing, <clears throat> or do you think it was just them? Uh, hard to say. I'd say probably just them. Uh, I don't want to speak for know. a whole generation. Generational, there. I would say. <laughs> Wait, okay, Kelsey, you would? Ahead, please. Um, Anne, do you think it's generational to you? Because you have nieces and nephews, Elaine. Uh, Anne? Yeah, and they span from, I mean, my grandkids go as, as young as six, all the way up to my oldest nephew, who's 26. And I think, 
I don't know if it's generational or more personality. So like my old, my 26 year old nephew is definitely more retro and he loves it where the, the, well, yeah, the younger kids, the, the simplistic, uh, you know, minimalistic cartoon doesn't excite them because they have the more advanced graphics and all of that now. So I think it might be more of that. And, mm-hmm. and and what about the excitement for the holiday? They're they're still excited. For, I know they're still excited for holidays, but yeah, I think even though like now it's like trunk or treat as opposed to trick or treat. So what? Wait, watch. Wait, back up. <laughs> what? And Have you guys not heard of trunk or treat? No. Well, who's making who cool now? Um, So, you know, we all used to go out with like our pillowcases and what have you and go trick or treating through to every single house, you know, for a couple of hours on our our, on our own devices. But as the generations have gone on and Kelsey and Elaine, it'd be interesting to hear you um, pipe in on this, too. But now the younger kids, they go like at four o'clock in the afternoon, parents line up the cars and everybody goes from car to car to go trunk or treating and there's no rocks and there's no you know razor blades and apples trunk or treat is 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 this just to get for convenience to get everyone in a parking lot and in a safe area i think it's i think it's convenience safety because you know did you know every single person's uh, that you knocked on their door back in the day when you went trick or treating i definitely didn't rick did you take the girls out to yeah, trick or treat. Uh, we did, but that was another thing. Like we'd escort them, but I was little when we'd go off on our own and walk yes. miles in strange neighborhoods. You had to to get the booty you needed. Yes, <laughs> get, get the di- loot. Different world, right? Like yeah, goodness. totally. Um, so, so are there still places in the country where I guess parents and kids go door to door? Because I, I, what I see today is a lot of parents. This is a social night for them, right? They're out walking yeah. with the kids, right? So it's like yeah. they they have their drinks and they're it's a right, total it a, right. It's that's how it is fun. for us. Yeah, yeah. Still, Rick. So your neighborhood? Would you do you have a lot of people ringing the buzzers and things like that? In your not a lot. I mean, it's it's not like the old days. I think we get a maximum of like ten, twelve visitors. Wow. You know? Yeah. 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 Kelsey, do your do your parents get a lot of trick or treaters? Yeah, they do. We. Growing up, it, it's funny because it's gone in waves. Like growing up, there was a ton of kids in the neighborhood. Then when my sister and I got older, there weren't so many kids. And now there's the little ones again. So my parents love it because they have all the little nuggets. <laughs> all right. Well, listen, you guys, thank you so much for tuning into our first episode. We promise uh, they'll get better and better. If you have suggestions for us on specials you want us to cover. And I, I mean, listen, our next one will be the Charlie Brown Thanksgiving because chronologically that's how we go so in the meantime everyone have a, a healthy and happy halloween uh I, two last things f- for you guys is um for kids today with the with the charlie brown halloween i mean it would would you be comfortable putting a six-year-old in front of this kelsey yeah or and i think yeah? so Okay. All right. But I also don't and, have kids, um, so I don't know. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like it's for the rewatch, for the rewatchability of this. If if it's on Apple Podcasts, I know Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, which we'll talk about in the weeks to come. I know that's usually the number one. It was when it was on network television, even up to the last two years, was the always ranked number one in its uh, week of time for viewing, which is pretty amazing. So clearly, this holds up. Uh, but like I said, once again, thank you guys, everyone, and Elaine, Kelsey, Rick, myself, Kev, uh, we'll be back, uh, in the weeks to come with more of these. And, uh, I guess, I don't know. That's it. You guys just, what else can we say? Happy Halloween. Thanks. Happy Halloween. Thanks all.